Here's the problem. Culture has changed and is dragging our teens through the mud under the banner of progress. Parents are confused about how to connect, what works and doesn't work, and how to engage a teen that seems to be coming more and more distant. This book, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, helps parents understand the nature of today's teen culture, grasp those styles that no longer work, and presents methods of practical helps for parents to restore, maintain, and grow their relationship with their teen. I wrote this book with parents of teens and preteens in mind, believing that if parents had some more parenting tools in their parenting toolbox, they would remain the mighty influence during their teens' most difficult years. Here's another neat thing. There's a curriculum series of the same title that I know can help your small group in dealing with the issues every parent faces during their child's teen years. It even comes with a participant's and a leader's guide. And you can get this book and the curriculum series at www.toughguysanddramaqueens.com. That's toughguysanddramaqueens.com. You'll love it. And your teens will love you more because you've taken the time to understand their world and how you can better help them flourish. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, today, there are parents who feel like a failure. We know they're out there. We've talked oh, yeah, to them. Yeah. We're going to address that today. I think it's just about all of them. You know, years ago, there was a book written called I'm Okay, You're Okay. I remember that book. Yeah, I got married, and, and during the first years of our marriage, and we when we had kids up through elementary school, I was going to write a book called I'm Okay, You're Not, <laughs> because I thought I was perfect. And um, and then when I got in my 40s, when my kids got a little bit older in high school and stuff, I was going to write a book called I'm Not Okay, and Neither Are You. <laughs> And, uh, and Jan and, would endorse that one. That's right. That's right. And then now that my kids have have graduated and from college and everything else, I, I would write the book called uh, "I'm Not Okay and I Don't Care." <laughs> and here's the reason: is because I've seen where God has used those failures as a point of change in my life, mm. and has instilled hope into the lives of others because of that. And 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 I, you know, I hear parents say all the time, "We feel like failures." Because they sometimes become consumed by what they're teaching rather than by what their child is learning. I speak around the country, and men's response to correction or giving them direction, they feel this. When you tell them that something's different, they begin to feel like they're wrong all the time. Hmm. And women always think, well, you're telling me all this stuff, but I can't understand how all my good intentions are not turning up well. I mean, we respond to failure differently. And on this program, I want you to know that we're not telling you you're you're wrong. We're not telling you that your intentions are bad. What we're saying is that you need to shift the way you engage with your child, you know, to accommodate their needs and not be afraid of failure. When parents feel like a failure, That's right. emphasis on the feel, Mark. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think they feel like a failure because something isn't working. I always look at parents and I ask the question, is it working for you? You know, is it, and if it's not, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. 
The tendency is to say, well, if I give up how I usually do things or I give up my habits or I give up what I believe on these things, and I'm never saying that to parents, then the tendency is to think that what I've been believing is wrong or what I've been doing is wrong. And I go, no, no, the culture has shifted. Our kids need something different. We need to engage with them different. It just means that the old style of discipline, however it was, a hundred years ago would not work today. Matter of fact, 40 years ago, you'd probably get arrested today. (laughs) But I would submit to you that discipline in the way that a child perceives correction is not like it was even two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is I've got to shift the way that I do that and appeal to another part of their life. Instead of coming in the front door, perhaps I need to go in the back door. Instead of using plan A, maybe I need to use plan B and just have a have a bag of tricks that I use to engage with my child differently to shift as that tide of adolescence comes in and out and changes the way that, that, that we engage with one another. But you understand why parents sometimes feel like a failure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's all happening so fast. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with it, isn't it? It really is. You know, a child does something wrong and we feel like we've failed. And and I think sometimes that's that's more along the lines of us not giving a child responsibility for their life, or we feel like when they move into the adolescent years that we're still responsible for them. In one way, we are. In another way, we're not. They need to be responsible for their choices. They need to learn to make choices, and part of that is failure. And it's their failure. It's not ours. Now, at the same time, if I haven't taught my child everything that I need to teach them, then I need to be Uh, very direct and intentional about doing that. But at some point, just because my child fails does not mean that I'm doing something wrong. Failure can be a great thing in the life of a child. How do we get perspective, a fresh perspective? You know, when you're in the middle of the chaos at home, it's hard to see things clearly. Sometimes we get so emotionally wrapped up into what's going on because we feel like when a child fails or makes a mistake that it is reflective of our performance as a parent. And that's a wrong perspective. You know, I mean, Paul writes and says in Scripture that I have no one that is looking to the interest of others. They're all looking after their own interest. Now, as a parent, my role is not to make sure that I'm doing a good job. As a parent, my role is to make sure that my child is learning from me. And sometimes we get so consumed with what the teacher is doing that we forget that we're responsible for the student that needs to be learning. I'm responsible for them. The tendency is we always look back at ourselves and say, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. I go, we're not, we're trying every way we can. Try a number of things. I fail at half the things that I do, (laughs) but I just keep doing more and more things to make up for those failures and to learn from those failures. Giving up is failure. You know, in one sense it is. I mean, I think that could be just about the only failure that could that a parent can really have is when they just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not speaking this anymore. Uh, you know, it, let me be the voice in your chaos right now. And I, I would tell you this, there is hope. Keep going. God's using you. There's no one else who's been called to be mom and dad in the life of your teen. Now, when you say that, you have seen dramatic turnaround. Oh, absolutely. Men come to me all the time and say, hey, Mark, just tell me there's hope in the situation, they feel like failures in the life of their child. And I said, you know what? You've got to realize that your, your child failing, all the 2,500 kids that have lived with us, your child's failing is their deal. This is not your deal. Now, there's some things that you need to change. There's some ways to approach them differently to respond to their inappropriate behavior, but it is not a reflection of you. It, as long as you know that you're doing well, that you are sowing seed into life, that your intentions are well, that you want good things and great things, for, you know, you will be more guilty of being a helicopter hovering, you know, 
sometimes irresponsible parent <laughs> that's just giving your kids too much, you're going to be more of, of that than you are one who is a failure. It's not because of, of lack of parent. It's the lack of shifting the way that we engage with our kids that that, that becomes the failure because it, it creates a disengagement. When we experience these feelings of failure, it really ought to, instead of wallowing in the, those feelings, we should it should prompt some questions. It should. And those questions are this. Is it because others look down on you when your kid messes up? You know, some people think that kids are a reflection of mom and dad. If kids are doing well, then they have great parents. If kids are doing bad, then they must have bad parents. And so we we follow that line of thinking. And so we're afraid that somebody's going to look at us negatively. So we want our kids to be perfect in every way. And kids are just not that way. I, I, I think we've got to move into a uh, a world where we can say, you know what, you can mess up and you can be, and it's not reflective on mom and dad. The next question is, is it because your teen is choosing values that are different from yours? Is that why you feel like a failure? You know, and, and I think the presentation of those values and those principles and those morals and all those great things, those those biblical mandates that we're trying to pass down, when a child chooses something different, this isn't about you. This is about the path that your child is on, that God has them on. And I mean, we remember the scripture that said, man plans his steps. Even teens plan their steps, but God directs their path. Proverbs 16, 9. That's right. And so this is a way that God is, is, is helping them come to a great conclusion about life. And it may be that they stray just a little bit off. It may be that they're lost. It may be that they're just curious about things. Don't, be, don't take it so personal and feel like you're a failure if they're not walking that path. Those seeds that you've sown will come to fruition one day, and God will bring it to completion. Yeah, if we've just had a blow-up with our teen and there's a big argument and there's a lot of pain involved, then we're going to feel like a failure. That's right. Momentarily, hopefully. That's, that's right. I mean, and pain is one of those things that that we all run from. I mean, nobody likes pain. You know, but pain is an instrument that God uses to expose who we really are, how life really is, and to bring us to a place in life where we will seek Him for answers. If you run from pain, you will miss out on the opportunity to learn some some great things of God and to deepen your relationship with your child. Now, we have this residential program for teens, and the parents who come, I mean, it's devastating to have to bring yeah. their teen to, to, uh, to Heartlight and drop them off. And, oh, it is. I mean, you've, you've got to be talking to those parents at a very low point, right? They are, and they feel like they've failed somewhere. You know, they're not failures. They're success stories because they're doing something about... Success in the making. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're doing something about their child when they feel like they don't have the resources to do it anymore. And so they're they're being quite successful. Failure would be that I disengage, I walk away from my child, and I say, hey, you're out there to fend for yourself. Failure is to, to do nothing. That's right. And so, mom, dad, you're not a failure. You may need to shift some of the ways that you're doing things, but you are not a failure. You're a good mom and dad. And there's people out there now going, no, no, you don't know me, Mark. I'm a bad mom and No, 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 no. If you're with your child, you're a good mom and dad. Hmm. Don't lose sight of that. Hey, I'm Mark Gregston, and here with my good friend, Kirk Cameron, and we want to invite you to an event that we're calling Engage 23. It's going to be an amazing day of helping parents become empowered and equipped to face culture 
I'm a father of six children, wow. so pray for me. And uh, and this Engage 23 is going to be awesome because things are so different now than they were when we were kids. And being able to adjust to all of these changes and maintain a healthy relationship with your kids has been really difficult. But I can't wait to share these principles with all of you. Let's work this thing out. Let's put some new tools in your parenting toolbox to help you to raise that family and to make sure that that whatever you're doing, it is changing the destiny of your family. Hope to see you guys there. Let's wrap up with a few helpful reminders today when we feel like a failure as a parent. That's right. You know, you may not be able to control how your teen behaves right now, but you can choose how you'll respond to those feelings of failure. You know, if, if, if you consume all those feelings of failure, what you're doing is taking away the opportunity for your child to assume responsibility for his actions. And hear me on that. Until the pain of your child's actions is greater than the pleasure they get from it, they will continue in those actions. And so as a parent, when you rescue your child, Proverbs 19, 19 says, when you rescue an angry man, you're just going to have to rescue him again. And the tendency, if we are always rescuing them from pain, always rescuing them from their failures, and they don't learn, then what happens is we're failing our kids because we're not allowing the situation to move our child and to help them mature and develop responsibility in their life. And so I'm not going to take on that failure. There's a part of it I need to identify where I've missed my child or where maybe I did something wrong and ask his forgiveness and identify those things before him. But to take that on and say, okay, now because of what I did, you have to pay the price of it, that's not accurate. Your child is is responsible enough and should be responsible to take on responsibility for their own actions. Mm -hmm. It is for them to embrace, not for you to take away from them, because that will move them to a better place. And if we are feeling low, maybe it's God that's kind of trying to get our attention. Maybe we need to turn to Him. Yeah, you know, I I think that that we think that we're involved in the life of our child to change them. (laughs) I think God in His humor sometimes places a child in our lives to change us. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a student of kids, and I'm always learning something from kids. I could probably look at every kid that has lived with us and say, this is what I learned from this one. This is what I learned. And they have changed my life. You know, I mean, I'm not so sure that grandkids came into my life for me to be a blessing to them. <laughs> they came into my life to change my heart. And, and I think that's what's happened. And so now's the time for you to realize who he is, who God is, who what he wants to do in your life, how he may be changing you, how he may be pointing out something. Something. Offering infinite wisdom. That's right. So take advantage of it, because if you don't learn it now, you're just going to have to learn it at a later time. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's right. You know, and it, and it leads to the third thing. Don't give up. Just don't give up. People say, what should I do with my child? The number one thing, don't give up. You've been placed there for a reason. Your failures can be a promise of hope for your child. You know, what what you see as a failure can be a sign to your child that, that maybe I am normal. Maybe there is hope in the world when mom and dad mess up. Maybe there is something good in that. And you make your child feel more normal. You make them feel like it's okay to be imperfect because when they feel that, they have that overwhelming sense of wanting to have that attachment to something that is perfect, and that's God himself. 
Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.